Welcome to the CU Review, a podcast from Capital University's Chimes newspaper and WXC Radio, where we wrap up some of the best stories of the month. In this episode, we discuss some of the best stories from January 2021. Wow, that's so weird to hear now. My name is Dan Messersmith. And I'm Maddie Rollins. And welcome to the CU Review. So, uh, how was your 2020? Um, well, I wrote an article about it. <laughs> Did you? So I had a rough one. Um, but we can start with yours. How was yours, Dan? Uh, you know, near, it was a weird year, obviously, for everybody. But uh, I had some good things happen. I had some, you know, uh, unfortunate things happen. Like, at the end of the year, I did end up getting COVID. My whole family did. So, you got COVID? Yeah. So, it was, you know, it, that was a weird time in our family for a couple or three weeks there. Um, but the majority of the year, it was, uh, it was actually, a, there were some cool things in it. Um, I was, you know, offered, a, I actually got a job through the pandemic, um, to help a, a local church, uh, do their live streaming because that's been a very, very important, uh, business is, uh, the, the live streaming this year for everybody, every like business, church, whatever, musicians, they all need to live stream because they can't be in person. So I was in charge of recommending equipment and giving them, you know, I was set with a budget and I told them what they needed to have. Then I installed this equipment, helped them do their live stream and, uh, you know, just fix, gave them solutions to their problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's impressive. I'm sorry you got COVID and I'm glad yeah. you're okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, we did have a few COVID scares in the chimes, if it makes you feel any better. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Zach Fanchak got COVID and then we all had to isolate after doing layout one night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that you and he are okay. Also on the music tech side, I believe there was uh, like a breakout in the studios or that, you know, yeah, I remember had hearing about that. And that was actually one of the things that um, kind of made me at the end of the last semester go like, you know, I'm just going to go home. There's no reason for me to be here anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, I just went home and just hopped on Zoom for all the classes, you know, and it was no problem with any of the professors. For sure. Um, so for my 2020, it was a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, I discussed this a lot in my article, which I'm super proud of. Um, me and my friend Tyler went to Niagara Falls. Oh, wow. Um, Tyler got broken up with, or he broke up with his girlfriend in, like, March, and then <laughs> I got broken up with in September, and that became, like, a big motif of our year. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a really good bonding point. Tyler picked me up from the hospital when I had, like, a heart problem because I was so stressed, and we were like, this oh, wow. sucks. <laughs> But that was 2020. But yeah, we went to Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. It was really Wait, dope. You, got, you Saw were Canada. able to go into Canada. No, in, in, because of COVID. Okay, But okay. we got to see the border, got okay. to see the Canada sign, got to feel. Yeah, I. that's cool that you were able to do some traveling during this time. We were um, super safe about it, obviously. Right. Like, we wore our masks the whole time, and mm-hmm. neither of us went anywhere. So we were socially distant, and we had seen enough of each other to know that both of us were safe. Um, Tyler's the only person that I spent an actual real amount of time with who I didn't live with. So we were like oh, wow. actually really safe about it. Pinky swear. Um, like I saw him on Sunday. Oh, wow. And I know okay. he's, he's safer than anyone because he works freaking night shift in a warehouse and he doesn't see anybody. <laughs> doesn't see so, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I feel like, uh, this has been a time where like the, the people you are already close with, you may, may have gotten closer with. And some people, you know, they lose, they've lost friends through this time. Like oh, I've, yeah. I've not connected with a whole lot of friends during this time. And also on the travel thing, um, I had a couple things I was supposed to go travel for, you know, um, 
my um, my brother and my family and I were like into like different racing sports and stuff like that. I was supposed to go over to Indianapolis and Ooh. watch uh, this big event that we try to go to every year, and um, that was canceled. And we had about a three month process of trying to get our eight hundred dollar tickets oh back and you know hotel stuff. And then I was actually supposed to go to Canada as well um, for a big event there that I've been wanting to go to for you know a few years now. And I'm still we're still waiting on five hundred dollar ticket refunds. Oh, I, almost a mm, year later. I'm sorry. Um, I know they had to cancel the Ecuador trip through Capital last oh, year. Okay. And um, my roommate's still waiting on that stuff. They still might go at some point, but mm-hmm. they're not getting full refunds until, um, they're not getting a refund unless the university cancels it. I see. Yeah, I see. In my girlfriend, she goes to Kent State. She was supposed to spend, uh, all of last semester in Italy. Oh. And, um, you know, obviously that opportunity that went away. <laughs> yeah. So she's, uh, looking forward to, um, maybe spending her, uh, summer and part of her summer in London doing a semester over there. So What does she do? What's her major? She, she's a, a fashion merchandising major. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Tell her I think she's so cool. Thank you. I will. <laughs> and we'll leave it in here too. Amazing. Dan's girlfriend, I don't know who you are, but you are cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited for her to go there. And she's like, yeah, she has some cool internship opportunities and stuff like that this year. So um, th- things are getting more normal and we're kind of getting back on track at this point. So that's good to hear. Speaking of uh, things being a year since you've gotten a refund, mm-hmm. uh, COVID's been in the U.S. for about a year now. Yes, yes. Um, John J. Price wrote an article about the year of COVID that we've had. So the current death toll that we have is over 400,000 people. Mm-hmm. It's not a laughing matter. I'm just nervous laughing. In the first week, Biden put towards a bill that would get more money out, like the $1,400 for all people um, making $3,000 per kid if you have the tax stuff for it and hopefully pushing towards the dependents and the college students who didn't get the money. Like I didn't get the money because apparently I'm a dependent even Mm -hmm. though I pay for all of my things. Um, But that money's also, the bill's also going to put money towards building up infrastructure to distribute the vaccine um, because there's two versions of it out, the the Pfizer and the Moderna. Mm -hmm. Um, My roommate's gotten her shots oh, she's getting great. her second one today so oh, that's, that's really cool yeah my my uh my dad has uh just gotten both of his shots i wish that was me yeah he uh he works at a um he like drives people around at a nursing home so you like you know what I mean? he's got to be safe kind of thing um that's really cool so like he got some early access to that um interesting dope um the bill's also going to provide funds to small businesses and keep the current unemployment unemployment (laughs) keep the current unemployment program that we have in place um and then aid in the COVID-19 evictions and an increase in testing so that's really good uh the Biden administration is aiming to give out 100 million doses in their first 100 days so that's a plan that is a little ambitious but it's really exciting to hear that our president wants to do that yeah um and I believe I think I remember hearing something about like trying to get 300 million do- million doses out by the either the end of the year or by this time next year or something like that. So I'm interested to see where that goes. I just want people to stop dying from COVID. Yeah, that would be nice. That, that is the goal, you know? Yeah. I mean, have you seen Australia? Like they haven't had any cases in mm, it's so long. I know. New I, Zealand only ever had one. Mm-hmm. 
and like they're free now i know uh i think thailand is the same way yeah. I, I, I just watched a couple of videos on instagram of um they were having like an actual like like a rave out yeah there. i like saw a, that people mm. were singing a taylor swift song in a club and i was like that could That's have crazy. been us could have been yeah um all right and on to our next story Schumacher Gallery exhibit showcases civil rights movement through history. This is a story from Emily Dietz, and this semester, the Schumacher Gallery will exhibit the works of Danny Leone, one of the nation's preeminent street photographers. Okay, well, if you go up to the Schumacher Gallery, you can see all the art, um, like the piece that's standing up outside the library. It's so gorgeous, but Dave Genatelli, who is the director of the Schumacher Gallery, says that he booked Leon's show four years ago, and it was the first exhibit that he booked when he came to the gallery. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really nice to have all this back. Um, I think it's pretty important this winter to compare everything that we've had go on in the last year, but I think something of note is that Gentilini says that the only thing that's really changed since the original civil rights movement is the fashion, which is so, so sad. Which kind of ties into the opinion piece that Zach Fernchak wrote about white allyship, I think. He's basically starting a conversation about trying to check your privilege mm-hmm. and how it takes all of us to come together to be better allies. If you need to have a conversation with some of your white friends about how they deal with racism or any moderately racist jokes that they say that you're just like hey that's not good like it's gonna sound better coming from a white person because if someone's racist they're gonna hear it better from a white person (laughs) which sounds sad but it's it's pretty accurate like if a woman tells a man that he's doing something wrong he'll be like less likely to listen but if a Uh man tells a man he's doing something wrong he's more likely to listen so it takes all of us it takes uh it takes action from both sides yeah if if that's what you're saying i understand it takes work of everybody to be Mm anti-racist and on to our next story two new female public safety officers share their experiences this is an article from robert cumberlander who has written this uh, piece recently to talk about Two new hires for the public safety office, uh, they share their experiences as women working in a male-dominated law enforcement field. One of the new hires is Kristen Cowell, a mother of two kids from Marion, Ohio. Before coming to the university, Cowell worked as a correctional officer in the Murrow County Correctional Facility. She then transitioned to a job at the Union County Sheriff's Office and spent two weeks as a school resource officer at Fairbanks High School. Ashley Walter is another female officer that recently started working for the public safety office. During her downtime, Walter enjoys spending her time with her husband and four kids and also playing softball. Walter hopes that with each case that she tackles, she will be able to leave a positive impact that will fight against the stigma that is surrounding the police. I think it's pretty important. It's also super nice to see that there are female officers in the public safety office. Um... So Lily Benedetti, she wrote a story on the favorite signature learning courses among students. Um, so I just wanted to ask you what favorite yours was. Favorite signature learning courses. Okay. We got like oral so, comm. Yeah, yeah. So these are, you know, sometimes referred to as gen eds, um, right? Yeah. Okay. Signature learning classes. These are the mm-hmm. classes that are supposed to make you a more rounded out, you know, well-rounded person. Yes. I enjoyed oral comm. Is all right. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that it's not only just you in the class, but also the energy of the class. Oh, and, yeah. Like, and the, and the professor. 
The professor of matters. Of course it does. And the thing is, is that the professor, he did a great job. I think he did everything he could. He's super nice. He was pretty relaxed and everything like that. Cool guy. But like the energy in the class, uh, people had no motivation. They had no energy. And it's the same thing I'm dealing with right now where I'm in, you know, I'm in a group project or whatever and nobody's doing the work. Oh yeah. I'm in a religion class and we just had our project and we had to do it over the Zoom. So it was like a, we were supposed to do a diorama. I remember I brought in all, oh, all of the materials gosh. for that yeah. later on when we did a video project. Did I'll you do I, all the work? I can show you this. I literally did the entire thing um i spent probably i probably spent 14 to 16 hours on it one day doing it i'm really sorry morning till evening near night time so i'll show you it when we get done recording yeah uh it's kind of funny anyway um global awareness that's one i never had to take global awareness because i took a class called latin american literature okay that's cool i like that class that was a good class um I'm trying to think. I actually really liked my cultural pluralism class. I that was one of my favorite ones. That was one of my favorite ones. It depends on who you get and blah blah blah. Obviously, and like I said, the atmosphere of the of the rest of the students that are in there also affects your learning experience. But I learned a lot of things there. I learned a, a whole lot about um, generational, environmental, cyclical racism and things like that. Oh yeah, um, and it really helped me develop an understanding of. The, um, the discrimination that different eth- ethnicities and genders and sexualities have um, come to face in America, especially, but throughout the world. It's interesting to hear about how people respond to like cultural pluralism, but at least you enjoyed it. Uh, I, th- I think I'm in a signature learning class right now. It's, cl- it's quantitative reasoning. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. I, actually, um, I hate math, and that I wasn't hate actually bad. Math so, okay, I, I took my first math, mine. like official math exam in four years yesterday. Really? <laughs> yesterday. How I'm did, an English major. I don't know. So the religion class, it had a lot of bad stuff in it, like just a lot of like, like talking about group projects and all that. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot not to like, but I actually learned a lot of interesting things. And things that I feel like I should not have had to come and pay for college to learn for you know, to learn. Oh yeah. I should not have to pay for a liberal arts degree to learn about what the um, the religion of Islam is or learn anything about Judaism. This was not taught in my high school, Mm-mm. and it should have been because if. If this were the case, I truly believe people would come out of school much less racist, much oh, less, yeah. um, you know, prone to uh, xenophobia and discriminatory behavior. A lot less anti-Semitic as well. Exactly. Yes. Um, did you learn about religion in high school? Because that was something no. that was strictly not talked about. Even no. any kind was never talked about in ours. No, it wasn't. Because of public school. I feel like you should... It's so ingrained in our culture. I feel like religion should be um, not not taught as in trying to convert somebody I into a religion. I think just the history of religion yeah, should be taught uh, yeah, more. Yeah, so I have to say... So the religion class, I really learned a lot. I think that was a very val- valuable experience for me and my cultural pluralism class because um, it really informed me and... Uh, changed how I thought about, you know, and w- what my um, duty is as like a person with privilege to go out into the world and, um, you know, understand where people are coming from. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Could you hear my neck crack just now? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, but I'm good. sure I will when I yeah. listen back. 
Well, that's all of our stories. Uh, what are you looking forward to for this spring semester, Maddie? Well, I'm looking forward to the really nice weather. Um, I bought a lunchbox so I could like be on campus a lot because I have some classes that are weirdly on campus versus on Zoom. Yeah. So I'm excited for it to be warm so I can just like sit in like the rough lawn and yeah. just have my little Zoom meeting, have my little lunchbox, be that's in good. the sun, look at the Bexley squirrels. Mm-hmm. Just really excited for nice weather. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I, I need to get outside. Yeah, I need some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, do you tan, Dan? Do I tan? Yeah, no. If I go on vacation, that's about but it. But being in the sun, I become a little freckle monster. So that's how you know times are good. Yeah, so I'm also excited for the good weather. Um, I think I'm going to have some interesting classes, you know, projects for my classes uh, this semester. I have to take a video production class, for instance. That's like a creative media option, like thing that I'm required to take, but not part of my major. Yeah, otherwise, I'm interested in seeing the uh, news stories that come out this spring semester from the Chimes. And uh, WXU is also doing some cool things as well in regards to... uh, live streaming i'm really excited for hearing some of the stuff wxcu puts you out yeah and we're (laughs) doing um we're doing a karaoke stuff uh, karaoke when it gets warmer out so it has to be outdoors but um yeah so that'll be cool that's really neat um uh, i'm doing track this spring so that's really exciting that's cool Uh, socially distant sports gonna be really interesting i've never done a sport in uh in any school before really Mm -hmm. i have done enough for both of us i was in cross country and track from middle school through high school so varsity every single time and i was also in marching band and i'm still in cross country and track and i have been since my first year here you be running i do be running what you running from (laughs) god i don't know anymore all of my problems all right well that's all of our that's all we have today thank you very much for tuning in to the cu review the stories discussed in this episode were written by Lily Benedetti, Robert Cumberlander, John J. Price, and Madeline Rollins. Thank you to the writers of these stories for bringing the truth to light and for informing the community of Capital University. The CU Review is a collaboration between the Chimes newspaper and WXU Radio. This episode was recorded at the WXU studio at Capital University in Columbus, Ohio during January of 2021. No, it's February. February of 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This episode was hosted by Madeline Rollins and Dan Messersmith with additional direction from Zach Ferencheik and Brianna Snyder. Editing, mixing, and music was by Dan Messersmith. Thank you very much.